Hello, everybody. Uh, we are a brand new podcast where we're going to be talking and deep diving into history subjects or little known history facts that we're interested in. And uh, we are not experts by any means, but that's the whole point of this podcast. We are trying to learn ourselves, and hopefully we can bring you guys along and you can hear something interesting in your day. Uh, so we're glad you're here. Yes, that starts us off. That's the it. Intro. That's job. it. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Thanks. I was surprised. That was the first take. Yeah. It's never the first take, but that was the first take. We're going to see if we can do this without any any cuts as well. Oh, God. That's that's a tall order. But that's so, okay. Um, part of our thought process in doing this was we were each going to bring in a subject um, mm-hmm. every week and kind of go into it, one of us being a little bit more knowledgeable on it right and doing the research and the other one kind of reacting off of it. yeah yeah and kind of like our thoughts going into this i'm saying this for both of us i know we're talking to each other right now no but we, we to need to talk person, this out talk yeah, it out bro talking to the person listening um and so today jacob has mm-hmm. um a subject that he is bringing to the table. Yeah, I have the first subject. I have something in mind, and I did a lot of research on it, but I feel like it wouldn't do it justice with the amount of time mm-hmm. that it needs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be taking up the next podcast with um You sure it's there? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> trust me. There's so much here. You sure there's like, it's not a blank paper? <laughs> You're like, I did so much research, but Honestly, I need a lot I, more time. I could show you my, um, my computer right now. It's full of... Um, I went through just a tons of articles and yeah. information, which is really fun. It was really cool to just go through something I have no clue about, really, like in general. Yeah, no, it it felt really weird sitting down and researching something because I haven't done that since school. Like, right. I literally have not, like, just randomly went and, like, deep dive because I could read stories all the time. The Internet has a bunch of stories that are very surface. Right. And they show you something. But to take the extra steps... Yeah. To like look into the like the endings and double check. Yeah. And do stuff is completely different. And now we may be on two different subjects that we're wanting sure. to get into because when <laughs> when we brought up this idea and we started talking about this, my mind immediately went to conspiracies and mm, of course pieces they did. <laughs> pieces pieces of history that um, could be debated heavily on either way. I d- mm. I'm really into that um, type of history. Just because I think it leaves something for me. I think it leaves me and my imagination to work inside of it. Like, it's not just, this is what happened. This is what we know. Right. Which is good. And I like those mm-hmm. when it's something I don't know about and it's interesting to me. But, of course, my immediate mindset is, of all <laughs> the conspiracy theories and books about history and uh yeah, there's a lot of th- interesting things I'd like to get into eventually. Yes. So. I, I have a couple of subjects in mind that are more leaning towards that. But my first topic was definitely going to be like just an initial story of something um, okay. that you might find interesting, might not. Uh, but, yeah, I was just going to jump into it. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> just let's, let's get into it. Let's go. I with, literally uh, have the full article and extra, like all my notes and everything on great. here. Great. Great. So, okay. uh, so you want to hit the uh, the overall subject? 
and that way we can put the title and we know what the title of this podcast well is. they already know what the title is because they clicked on it <laughs> true <laughs> okay <laughs> oh gosh let me find it again Okay, so the first story I was going to go into and to see if you already know right off the top of your head. Okay. Okay. Have you heard of the Lost Colony of Roanoke? Vaguely. I don't... Does it sound familiar? Yeah, but it's not something I've... I could say I know about, which is always fun. It's a very, like... It's a very small story in the big history, but it is an actual mystery. Right. um, That scientists are still trying to understand what happened. No, wait a minute. Before we get into this, sure. is this... I remember a TV show mm. on Discovery, Roanoke Island? No, is no, related? no, no. No, different. No, okay. no that's Good not Roanoke that Island. You're, you're thinking of uh, the show... Um, is it not Roanoke Island? No, it's not. No, it's not. Where they're digging for the, tr- the treasure of uh, the Nice Templar? Right. No. So what are you talking about them. Okay, so there was a uh, colony here. Let me just read the first little paragraph, okay. and it'll probably get more into it. Good. <laughs> but uh, in 1980, uh, sorry, in 1585, the colony of Roanoke was founded in what is presently Adair County, North Carolina. So it's okay. a little island off the coast of North Carolina. Uh, the colony was founded by one of the first attempts to establish a permanent English settlement in the New World. Uh, In 1857, Queen Elizabeth sanctioned the mission, granting a charter to Sir Walter Raleigh. Now, you've probably heard that name. So these are British folks. Yes. Okay. Of course. So what was the date you said again that they came? Um, It was... uh, The first attempt to establish it was 1857. First attempt. Okay, so that's Mm -hmm. a key piece of information. Sorry, continue. Okay. Have you not heard of the name Sir Walter Raleigh? I have not. It, it's a very prominent name to me when I looked it up. I didn't know this specific story was tied to him, okay. but I had heard that name before, so it was interesting. Um, so Raleigh was supposed to discover all the remote. Uh, basically, he was sent there to, you know, uh, settle a colony okay. and bring riches back to England, which is all they wanted. You know. Right. Bring me all the gold. Right. Of course. Okay. Uh, and he was also supposed to establish a military base to counteract the activity of the Spaniards, who were also set on pillaging resources from the Americas. So after a few initial, initial exploratory expeditions, during which contact with two native tribes had been made, and a few bases had been established, Raleigh dispatched 115 colonists to establish a colony on the Chesapeake Bay. Can you imagine that? Sorry, just, can you imagine being on a boat with 115 with people? With your family. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're saying, hey... 115 of us are going to go to this one place and we're going to start a, a city or a colony. Yeah. Well, there's nowhere for you to go. Like, right. I mean, to hop on a boat back, months and months. That's a bizarre So a it's, bizarre it's like literally being dropped in the wilderness and just being like, well, I hope you live. Like, right. We got to do this. Yeah. Everyone's got to pull their weight. That's, that's another thing that always amazes me about these kind of stories mm-hmm. is people really, back then, if you had a weak link in the 115 you're, you have issues. There's 115 people. You know there's weak links. Right, but there has to be. There's definitely going to be a weak link, but you have to have something that you're good at because, or something you can provide for. I really, I, I really want to know. Sorry. Like, I don't know if uh, they specifically sought out, like, specialists. I would assume so if you're starting a new colony. That they would have, like, oh, we need builders. We need, you know what I mean? Like, Someone people that who's know good what, with a hammer, yeah. Right. Like, you would assume so. 
But then again, I hear all the time about like families coming over. Like, what? What do you? What do you? Hoping? I don't. Know. I guess it's hoping for a new life, a fresh start. Well, I know there's a big piece of history which is tied to settlements, is that they kind of just put or gave the chance to prisoners, right? Like they would yes. throw out their people who were in prison. So maybe mm-hmm. a lot of it was just to seek freedom, right? I just I'm curious about this first 115 people at Roanoke. If there was any, if it was everyone willing. There's people that were just... That'd well, be interesting to I'll know I'll tell about. you right now, it doesn't really say okay. in the article. Maybe we can look that up a little bit into yeah. it. Sorry, continue to no, go uh, on the story. Okay, so While you do this, I'm going to mute my uh, mic, and I'm going to pull open my computer so we can go along with it. Okay, cool. Um, so Raleigh dispatched 115 colonists to establish a colony on the Chesapeake Bay. The colonists were led by John White, a friend of Raleigh's, who had been one of the previous expeditions to Roanoke before. Uh, The colony was established, and peace was made between the settlers and the Croatoan people. A baby was even born to to White's daughter, the first child to be born in North America named Virginia Dare. So that's important. First person to be born in North America Mm -hmm. from the... Wow, that's crazy. What was her name? Virginia Dare. Virginia Dare. Virginia, obviously, because America was named Virginia first. Wait. Did Did you know that? No. Yeah, it was uh, named after, vir- after the Virgin Queen. They decided to name the Virgin Land after her. So all of America was... It was not America. It was called Virginia. It was referenced, though, at yeah. the time as Virginia. Oh, yeah. No, on maps, it sh- it's Virginia. Wow. That's a great... Okay, yeah. Sorry, continue. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is working out already. <laughs> it's already working for you. You're already learning things. Yeah. Uh, as the year went on, however, the settlers realized that they were running out of supplies, of course, which is always the stories I hear. Uh, John White, who had been named governor, elected to sail back to England to replenish in the supplies. Okay. Upon his arrival, though, it became clear that he wasn't going to go back to Roanoke anytime soon. A major naval war had broken out, and Queen Elizabeth commanded all the ships to be used to confront the Spanish Armada. So for three years, White fought in the war. Then he was finally permitted to return to the colony. So, just to pinpoint this, he went to start the colony. He was there for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then the, a war broke out. Well, no, the, the settlers were starting to struggle on supplies okay. and food right. and run out. And so he elected himself, being the governor, that he would sail back to England, grab more supplies, come right. back and help. That's Yeah, that sounds very <laughs> selfish. <laughs> but you don't know that. Yeah, I mean, come on. He elected know, to go. He elected himself to go. He's the head of this colony. You he know goes, what it took to sail across the large body of water? <laughs> I can just imagine the colony full of starving people. Yeah. And sick people. Like, well, and he guys, goes, well, you know I'll what? I'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> I will take the burden, quote unquote, like burden of sailing back to where. Look, we'll never know. There's food <laughs> and supplies. Interesting. And, but he didn't return for three years. See, that already no. proves my point. He didn't return for three years because he was by the queen. He, when he came back, they were at war with, this, with Spain. Gotcha. So lucky that was just a luck of the draw. And there. she had basically commissioned all the ships to fight the Armada because obviously you know the Spanish Armada. Yeah, it's huge. I did. I remember. I saw. Um, this is kind of a random side point. I don't want to go down, but um, the Queen Elizabeth movie they've done. There's like a series of them. Yeah, I, I haven't saw seen that. a whole history. Funny enough, history documentary, kind of picking apart and pe- part of the pieces um, that it. But it went into the Spanish Armada mm-hmm. and the war that kind of ensued, or the battles. I don't even think it was a war as much as there was a few battles that happened. Sure. But 
So he comes back. Yeah. So when he returned, the colony was nowhere to be found. So when he returned, nothing. Not even, not houses, not burned down houses, not signs of struggle. Just literally flatland, gone. So where they built was... It's just gone. Do you think he went to the wrong place? No. It's a small island. Uh, he knew where they were at. He knew huh. where they settled. And it's a small island. He could have searched the entire thing, he said. But when he returned, the colony was nowhere to be found in 1590. Not a single person remained at the colony, though there was no sign of any struggle to indicate they had been raided. In fact, all the houses had been taken apart, signaling that there had been no rush to leave. Taken apart? Yeah, they took apart their houses. So, first of all, I just want to say this captain of this colony, pretty shitty move. Pretty shitty move. For, did, did, for John did, White? Yeah, I mean, pretty shitty move, first off. But to come back three years later... It's not his fault. He was in a war. <laughs> well, he chose... He had to go, fight in a war for three years. So he comes back, mm-hmm. and the houses are gone. Yep. They're taken apart. No signs of struggle. Yep. Uh, before he left, though, White had instructed the colonists that if they were ever in danger or forced out or attacked, that they should carve a uh, Maltese cross into a tree or a fence post. All that was left behind were the words Croatoan in big, large letters, which were carved into a post uh, of the fence that had been built around the village. The letters C-R-O were also found on a nearby tree. Interesting. So that was all that was left when he came back. So they were signaling something. Yeah. Somebody signaled something. So to this day, the mystery of the lost colony of Roanoke as it has become known, is yet to be unsolved. Most historians believe that the colonists, running desperately low on supplies, turned to the local Native American tribe, the Croatoan people, for help, and eventually moved into their society. This theory holds the most merit as it accounts for the words carved into the tree, as well as other, as far as, like, the dismantled homes. Uh, Do you think that, uh, here's a, a thought here, do you think he left when it was already messed up? And he didn't want to ruin his good name or something. And he comes back to England saying that there's people still there. Well, here's the thing. I did some extra research into it. And the thing that makes this really interesting is that uh, a lot of this story of like what he found, um, it's all based on one man's testimony. So it's not even from him directly? No, it's from him directly only. Oh, gotcha. So there, okay, so there could be some room for... There could be. Right. Um, but, yes. So there's, like, some room that... Before he left, do you know if there was any contact? Like you said, was there any contact with the local n- native people? Yes. Okay, so reading other articles, I had learned that uh, there was already some tension. Between... With, yeah, like, at okay. first, that the natives had welcomed them and helped them with food. Right. But, as, obviously, as they started to struggle, and there was 115 people... And they struggled to feed themselves. Tensions grew more and more and more until there was, there was a sort of attack somewhere in this. Gotcha. Uh, so, so there, there were tensions. Of, right. Were there were some tensions before he left. Yes. They were starving. Yep. So maybe the bet is that they, someone made peace. But if, if that were the case, would he not be able to go to that tribe and see his people? That's. Uh, I mean, if you go to a tribe, I'm assuming 115 people that you might recognize will be pretty, like, would stand out. 
Yeah, but the, okay, so the Croatoans were on a completely other island, and he didn't want to. No, there was a situation that got in the way. I saw a video on it. Okay, that was he was unable to reach this before he had to sail back. Very convenient, Mister. No. What was his name? <laughs> John White. John White, Mister. Con- <laughs> That's very convenient, John White. <laughs> also, the most basic name in history. Yeah. <laughs> besides John Smith. True. Um, <laughs> Interesting. But, okay, so most historians believe that the colonists, running desperately low on supplies, turned to the local Native American tribe, the Croatoan people, for help, and eventually moved into their society. This theory holds the most merit as it accounts for the words carved right into the trees. It says, as well as the dismantled homes. Other historians have proposed a less likely scenario, such as a Spanish invasion, murder by other Native American tribes, and even mystical explanations for the disappearance, although mm-hmm. none have been proven. None have been proven, right? No. So my initial thought off of that story, I mean, there was tensions before with the, you said Croatoans? How do you say it? No, actually, the Croatoans... Uh, I hope we're saying that yes, tribe I, I, right. I, me too. I'm I hope that so. Up, but go ahead. Uh, the Croatoans, as as I'm pronouncing it, um, from what I read, where they were welcoming to this colony. They were very welcoming. Um, it was more of the neighboring tribe that was not okay with their presence there on Roanoke Island. Right. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be either. You just some people just show up and say, hey. Sure. We're doing this. <laughs> sure. And you kind of have to go along with it. But the Croatoans, so, if, but if they did join and they, why would they leave the mark or why would, why would that be something like, why wouldn't they leave a cross or something if, that they were leaving? Like you said, if there was, hey, we're going to leave a cross, we're going to leave a signal. Right. It seems more likely you that also have the Croatoans were taking, um, I guess, taking, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ownership? Like, hey, this was us? I, I like, don't know. Wh- why would it be peaceful? I guess if someone made a deal. But I think it's interesting, too, that, like, um, so you throw a lot of questions on John White. I do. It's like his, his personal. His per- I mean, when you talk. You don't know the guy. Listen. <laughs> I don't think. He also had his daughter there. His daughter was in the. Okay. He never saw his daughter again. That's a big. Okay. Never mind. That. That changes a lot of my perspective. Yeah. So him coming back was him coming back to his daughter. Right. Okay. Who was born in America. Yeah. That cha- no, that changes a lot. I didn't know that he right. had a daughter yeah. there. So his daughter also disappeared with the rest of the colonists, never to be seen again. See, but that makes me think, why wouldn't he really try? If so, I mean, what got in the he way really of him did. going to the Croatoans and seeing if that was actually the case? And the fact that he left by himself, when the account was written by himself, mm-hmm. he comes back after three years gone. I mean, yes, he got sure. into a war, but was, he, he left. He was conscripted into a war. He, yeah, but he left. He didn't have a choice. He, he didn't have a choice. Okay. He left the colony as a choice to try to help them. Right. And then, con- then got brought into a war mm-hmm. for three years. Do you know if he was very good at, the, like, did he... I have no was idea. Was he and he had any success there, or was he just a? Part well, I mean, of the he fleet? lived. <laughs> I guess that's. A, that's <laughs> what a, do you call success in war? True. Um, You're alive. I mean, his daughter was the Virginia. Virginia Dare. Dare. Wow. Okay. Yes. So his wife must have been there too. I'm assuming. I I, I mean, obviously know. that that makes I sense. I would assume. <laughs> um, interesting. Um, yeah. 
So, like, th- there's a whole bunch of stuff we can do extra research, like, because those questions I don't really know. Right. Uh, I'm riffing off the story and also other things that I read, and, like, I saw a whole video on this as well. So there's a lot of extra information that I'm recalling right on the spot. Uh, but obviously I want to be correct. Um, but here's the thing. There was an update here recently. So in 1937, uh, 21, uh, like, one-pound stones were found with strange markings by a California man driving on the coastal North Carolina. Okay. And uh, these stones supposedly have engravings of a message from one of the colonists, Eleanor White Dare. Okay, so his, his, his wife. D- his daughter. Oh, Eleanor, but I thought it was Virginia, so that must have been his oh, wife. Oh, no, you're, you're right, the wife. Eleanor yes. White Dare. No, it yeah. says to her father, John White, the colony governor. Interesting. So he had... Let me let me look this up. Yes, I'm gonna look please. this up too. So John White had how many kids? <laughs> it doesn't know So he had two. Never he, so he had two. He had two kids in America. Wow. Okay. Okay, yeah. So that was one of his so kids. So Eleanor. Eleanor. Supposedly this rock had carvings and engravings on it and a message from Eleanor White Dare to her father, John White. Uh, and the engraving said Father soon, it's, it's very interesting writing because okay. obviously Old English. Uh, father soon after you go for England, we came hither. A note that, like, it said, it noted that only misery and war resulted in the death of more than half the settlers. Engravings also indicate the remaining colonists were killed by savages except seven who were taken captive. Wow. So this is what the stone said. But I later found that they have debunked all but one of the stones. Debunked the so it was the man who found them faked them. Okay, so it's it's very interesting story because I don't know if he found all 21 or if he did. All I know is the man uh, in this story is the one that found the one that's the most questionable because it would take a lot of work for it to be fully engraved. It was an uneven stone um, to etch it and wear it into the stone. Would have taken a lot, a lot, a lot of work, especially in 1930. So, uh, so the one is in question. Right. There's just one. Um, so one, he found stones, and most all, all of them were debunked, but one. Yes. Okay. Correct. And on and this one, one, and this one, it still had engravings and messages on it. Do you know what those sp- uh, engravings are? N- not really. Okay. Let me look <laughs> it up. Let me, what's the guy's yes, name? Please. What's the guy's name? Um. Gosh, I didn't give the, his name. So I'm going to go... Just look, 1937. 1937. Uh, Carvings. There are stones engraved, yes. Stones. Here we are. We're going to look this up. Um, is this stone a forgery or the answer to a lost colony? Here yes. Here we go. Um, it says, scholars will take a fresh look at the authenticity of a rock to reveal the fate of the lost colony of Roanoke Island. Um, in the fa- on a fall morning in 1937, sorry, do you mind if I go into this? No, yeah, this? go for okay. it. Um, for I have to submit something here. One second. <laughs> See, we're out. learning as we go. I looked up a bunch of this story, but there's obviously a lot of missing pieces and holes. And so interesting questions. It was found by an Emory University geologist who was walking down a hallway in an alumni building when he bumped into a middle-aged man carrying a rock. Mm. 
And the man explained that he was a tourist who had found a 21-pound stone near North right. Carolina, Virginia border. And he was looking for someone to explain the strange markings. Okay, so see, maybe I was mistaken. I wrote down 21-pound stone, but I thought it meant 21 stones. Right. And the writer claimed to be Eleanor Dare, and the message was addressed to her absent father, right. John White, who we've been talking about. Yes. Um, Eleanor gave birth to Virginia, the first English child. So Eleanor was ah. okay, married to Aeneas Dare. Okay, gotcha. So shortly after El- English colonists landed on Roanoke Island. And the carefully carved letters told a bone-chilling story. Um, and the colonists suffered two years of online miser- misery where and where that led to the death of more than half the settlers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I'm trying to get to the point where he says... The Emory team declared the Stones' message to be authentic. And really? Fi- and the find quickly became America's most surprising archaeological discovery on the 350th anniversary of the Lost Colony. Okay. Um, soon after, though, a Georgia stonecutter found more than three dozen stones. There you go. Also claiming to have been written by Dare. that told a gothic story of a nightmarish trek by uh, Eleanor and the remaining colonists ending not far from what is now Atlanta, Georgia. Hmm. Um, by I believe then, those were debunked. I think that's where this is going. It says, by then, Emory ofi- officials had grown skeptical of the first stone's authenticity after the tourists could not be located again. Hmm. And the rock was transferred Are to... Are you telling me the man disappeared that found the rock? Right, the first rock. <sighs> Aliens, man. Um, <laughs> was transferred to... Uh, Bryn- B- I'm sorry, I don't know. BCU, outside of Atlanta, in 1940. And a team of three dozen experts led by the esteemed Harvard historian... Samuel Morrison met to study all the rocks. They declared that the um, evidence points to the authenticity of the stone. Hmm. The news made headlines around the nation, but a skeptical reporter... So this is all happening in 1941. Right. um, With the Saturday Evening Post um, unmasked the Georgia stonecutter as a fraud. So this is... Oh, wow. That's really... Imagine that. (laughs) Wow. They unmasked him as (laughs) a fraud. Who... Who takes the time to... to Someone who (laughs) wants their name in the history books, Jeff. True. (laughs) But I wonder how many times along the way with different stories that someone's come along and faked something. Yeah. And it's now stuck forever. Yeah. That's always an interesting piece, I feel like, is always going to be there. So it says the revelation damaged damaged academic careers and embarrassed the people at... um, Confirmed that it was Brinaru. I don't know how you say this word. It's kind of a weird word. Um, and for the next three quarters of a century, the so-called dare stones, including the first found by the tourist, were hidden in the college basement. Basement. Mm. But in 2016, the president of that college, geologist Ed Schrader, took the first stone to the University of North Carolina at Asheville. You've, we've never been to Asheville, but no. I keep hearing that's the place to go. Yeah. Um, for analysis. After slicing off one end of the quartz stone, he discovered the interior interior was bright white, and why the exterior carvings were much darker, the original trans- inscription would have been a stark contrast to the weathered exterior. A good choice for a Roanoke colonist, but a poor one for a modern forger. Mm. So basically... I'm saying that it would have been the correct stone to use if it was a colonist writing a message. Right. Obviously a lot more difficult for modern. Right, because but also you couldn't... Um, so it says, explains a freshly cut inscription would appear bright white on the stone, particularly 
so on this type of stone, and it takes a great deal of time for what for that whiteness to fade. Mm. So Champion and Shader agree that using chemicals to mask the color, particularly particularly in the 1930s, would have been difficult. Right. Um, a l- another Los Angeles art cons- conservator uh, who anal- analyzed the Dead Sea Scrolls and Sistine Chapel Ooh. says that, yeah, which those are big ones. We yeah, need well we need that. Okay, that's other episodes. Um, but but yes. the Dead Sea Scrolls is kind of related Dude. to a lot of the stuff I'm um, wanting to talk about next week. Yeah. Um, which will be fun. Those are all good subjects right there. Sorry. Keep but going. Eric says that the new methods for identifying trace elements and isotopes as well as ultraviolet and multispectral photography could help determine the truth of the stone's message. Sure. But detailed chemical analysis of the carvings um, has yet to be done. Okay. So we're still waiting on answers, basically. Right. And that was in 2016. Um, mm. And also, they said a, a big point of note, which is not customer, uh, customary, was the use of Eleanor Dare's three initials, EWD. This mm-hmm. was not a standard way to sign one's name in that era. Oh. So that kind of okay. leads someone to believe. God, so is it real? Is it not? I don't know. Um, but either way, mm-hmm. if he's trying to explain it, why would, I mean, I, of course he wants to be a part of the history. Right. But either way, it still leaves you with, if it's fake, what happened to them? If it's right. real, that's still kind of along the lines of what happened to them. That's sure. terrible. But it, his, his theory kind of, makes your mind go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. half of them died from starvation and disease. The other were attacked and killed. And that last seven were then taken either captive, yeah, taken captive or accepted because if there were sure. only seven people left, who knows? Also, uh, there was other, other stories that were, again, uh, that I was looking up. Uh, wow. Another point of reference I want to mention here says not everyone agrees the citing initials, the use of uh, Arabic numerals, and as several w- word choices in the stones, unlikely to have been in Elador, Eleanor Dare's repertoire. Mm. Um, a historian at Oxford University dim- dismisses the know. card message. <laughs> I know, as having all the plausibility <laughs> she might have of been Dick no, Van no. Dyke's Cockney accent and Mary Poppins. <laughs> good, good reference. That's there. a good reference. Um, <laughs> but yes, there was also. Um, Obviously, my note just went away, it's but funny. basically, I was reading a lot about uh, there was an original plan revealed by John White himself about if they were going to be in trouble or there were talks about the colony um, themselves discussing a move uh, 50 miles inland, so a camp 50 miles inland of North Carolina. Okay. And so, so there's theories of that as well, as well as there's a piece of a map that's been altered um, that's very mysterious as well that I, I saw that was basically... Let me look this up if I can. You said there's a map. There is a map of a, a base. I'm, I love maps. There's a map that of, of a base uh, 50 miles inland of North Carolina, but it was covered up, and it was John White's actual map. Okay, so I'm going to And there's John debates White. on why... It was covered up, whether it was to keep Spanish people from not seeing it. There was also invisible ink showing a base symbol on top of it. Wait, so John White It's very confusing. See, this is why I question John White just all the way around. Well, this was a very common practice, apparently. A common practice to put... To, uh, when you were... Invisible ink? Well, okay, so back then they would use... 
they would use different techniques to cover up mistakes on maps, right? And so basically it looks like covering up a mistake, but then there is invisible ink right over the mistake-like patch mm -hmm. that shows an even bigger symbol for a base, what would normally be put on maps for a base. Interesting. 50 miles inland. So I believe it's Mary Hill, current day Mary Hill, North Carolina. Yep, I have something here. It says a watercolor map drawn. It shows yes. on my screen. Um, drawn by John White inspired the search at Site X, as mm -hmm. it's known. Site X. Right, located on Albemarle Sound near Ed Edenton, North Carolina. Okay, Edenton. Uh, some 50 miles inland. Gotcha. So not Mary Hill. And the map, sh map shows the east coast of North America from Chesapeake Bay to Cape Lookout. Um, okay. White began drawing the map in 18, 1585, two years before he became governor. And, mm. and in 2012, researchers using X-ray um, and other imaging techni techniques spotted a tiny four-pointed star colored red and blue concealed under a patch of paper yep. that White used to make corrections to his map. It was thought to mark the location of a site 50 miles inland, which White would alluded to in his testimony. Right after his attempted return to the colony. If a site, such a site did exist, the theory went it would have been a reasonable destination for the displaced Roanoke settlers. Interesting. There's also more theories, just to throw out some more, of uh, there are accounts of going to where the, Cro uh, is it not Croatians, whatever the, the tribes, Croatoans, right? right? Uh, that island, mm -hmm. which I believe is now Hattiesburg something. Um, I hope that's correct. Okay. Um, we'll go with it. And we'll yeah. People Basically, there us. were uh, settlers that went there and found uh, Native Americans with gray eyes and blonde hair. Now, okay. blonde hair, it was, again, right. uh, it wasn't discovered. A, that yeah. wasn't a, right. a rare feature, but the gray eyes were a symbol of... Uh, like a possible mix. Right. So it's very possible that like it, the evidence kind of leads to, towards both happening. So uh, a bunch of them moving inland and a bunch of them possibly like half of them moving in with the Native Americans that were very friendly with them mm. and then assimilating into their culture. So I have another theory here that I just came across that I want to bring up. Um, there is a thought which could make sense um, that at a certain point, the reason why the houses were destroyed were not destroyed, were taken apart, was that I'm assuming they were made of wood. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I mean, yes. Um, and that they tried, attempted to try to make boats to sail back. Um, the huh. 112 people supposedly could have tried to follow, say, That's a year la later, right? A year later after John sure. Wayne goes and they're going, we really can't do this. We need to find a way back. I believe it was on a route. Huh? I believe it was on a route that boats were normally taking, but it was taking a long time, obviously. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, that was just a thought that someone they eventually could have said, hey, we need to get out of here. Right. Um, this is going bad. And so maybe they took apart yeah. the houses because that was wood to use. Right. Built a boat and then got lost at sea. But there's, there's also little, like, little things that are very interesting to the story. Apparently, John White was the captain of the ship, mm -hmm. or uh, Sir, Sir Walter Raleigh was the captain of the ship at mm -hmm. the time, right? And he wanted to uh, have a settlement there on Roanoke Island. Okay. Uh, but the orders when they came back, because I think there was a, another light attempt of putting like 15 people there to try to start a colony or mm -hmm. something like that. 
and it failed. They came back, gone. Right. But apparently they had found that they were killed by Indians. And um, hmm. so when they sailed back, apparently they had a, another person who was kind of seen as the captain, mm-hmm. who was like a really good navigator. Mm-hmm. And I believe the queen had ordered them to move to Chesapeake Bay because it was bigger. Um, okay. The inlet was bigger, less chance for like ships to like wreck on the shoals, like getting in between to Roanoke Island. Uh, so it's just a little bit up from Roanoke Island into Chesapeake Bay. But um, this person that everybody trusted, this leader, mm-hmm. like almost insisted that they still go to Roanoke Island. And no one knows why he made that decision. But everybody so this else was, followed this along. This was uh, with the 115 people when they were coming over. He yes. insisted, even though they were kind of instructed to say, hey, let's go to Chesapeake. From what I understand, so They yes. were suggested, strongly suggested, or they just was told and they disobeyed. I believe they disobeyed. Interesting. And they chose to go back to Roanoke Island instead yes. of going to yes. Chesapeake Bay. Because obviously the first, the the reason why they chose Roanoke Island was because of the small inlets. Mm-hmm. It was really hard to get into, as well as like you got the Spanish Armada sailing all the way, all the way around. Mm-hmm. And so it was perfect for hiding from them. They're just inlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're still like ro- roots to the sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the whole point of it. But yes, there was there was an order from what I understand. I mean, obviously, uh, that's I wish really I knew the timeline better. Yeah, but I believe there was multiple little attempts where they were leaving like fifteen workers and they disappeared. Um, Interesting. Supposedly killed by Indians, and then so much so that the they said, "Hey, let's not go back. Let's stop. Like, we need to go somewhere else." Yeah. Yes, I don't know if this was after this hundred fifty people left and they tried to establish another thing, mm-hmm. or this was before. But yes, there was a there was a point where a navigator who was with, I think Sir Walter Raleigh. Okay. Uh, the people trusted him more because he had been on lots of expeditions, huh. did a bunch of stuff, and basically he insisted. Yeah. That it be Roanoke Island. I mean, yeah. And you no one knows to why. the guy you feel like has the most experience. Right, but no one knows why. Well, maybe. I mean, it could just be a dumb. Like when some air, you know, you trust the guy that's speaking the loudest. Obviously, he had the most experience. Yes, absolutely. So then he was, and he had the hearts of the crew, apparently. Right. So he was likable, and maybe he just did it. I don't know. Maybe he thought it was the better place. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very possible. But I do want to get into because I have one more thing um, Mm -hmm. about Site X that we were talking about a second ago, with the fifty miles inlet. Um, I just want to get a little bit more into that possibility about them moving in inland to the point on the map but i don't know why he wouldn't I we'll get into that so according to archaeologist nicholas uh, lachetti of the first colony foundation which is conducting the excavations at sidex mm-hmm. the group has found shards of pottery that they claim may have been used by roanoke settlers after they left the colony so located nearby is a site that archaeologists believe might have been a small native american town um, and after the Ro- Roanoke colony met its end, English settlers eventually came south from Virginia into North Carolina. But the first recordless, recorded settler in the area, area did not arrive until about 1655. Um, but the recent, recently uncovered pottery is in a style called borderware, okay. which is typical of the pottery dug up on Roanoke Island, as well as Jamestown but was no longer imported to the New World after the early 17th century when the Virginia Company dissolved. 
Right. Um, and it, in addition to the border where pottery, archaeologists at Sinex discovered various other items, including a food storage jar known mm-hmm. as a ballas- ba- baluster, mm-hmm. um, pieces of early gun flintlocks, a metal hook of the sort used to stretch animal hides, um, a small copper tube used to secure wool fibers. Um, and based on his team's findings, McKetty thinks the Roanoke colonists may have moved inland to live with the Native American allies sometime after White left, and these artifacts may have been their belongings, as reported in the New York Times. See, there's, there's many things that lead you towards that. The moving inland instead of that, them just dying. Well, that, that could be both. Right. That there could have been a group that was like, all right, well, we feel comfortable moving people, in. yeah. Uh, with uh, obviously Native American allies, yeah, and then uh, in different places, or the plan to move ahead, and because apparently they were already talking about it before he left, of moving fifty miles inland, right, uh, to the spot spot X that they have on the map. So there's a lots of theories, but those are the ones that kind of obviously lean towards. Yeah, but I did find it very interesting. The more and more I that read on it, really plausible. But the only thought there for me is. Would the 115 people like? Obviously, I feel like if they were in starvation mode mm-hmm. and survival mode, um, you're gonna. I, it almost makes more sense if maybe one of those stones is right, and and they did lose a lot of people. Like maybe they said there was how many stones? I think there was like three or four, and only one of them they really did a test on, and they said it was fake mm. uh, about the letter that she was leaving to her father. Maybe. I mean, I, it would make more sense if a lot of them did die, and it would make it easier to like assimilate into a Native American colony and not really be, like, this mystery would be bigger. But I don't understand. The only piece of that I don't understand is why would they disassemble their homes? Because they weren't in a hurry. That was that was the difference, right? right? Like when you expect, like, if you expected, say, there was a, a Native American raid mm-hmm. on the whole colony, you would expect to see burnt down, like it's all burnt, like mm-hmm. tore apart. Um, the the fact that they were gone and like taken apart mm-hmm. is what from his account obviously it, it it suggests that it was peacefully done and done purposefully huh. so like it was on their time right that it wasn't in like three years is a running lot of time. away yeah it, three so, years is a long time it's a lot of time you could um, right there's a lot to get done there I'm sure so it's but it's a mystery that's still ongoing and I thought that was very interesting and again. For everybody listening, we are not experts. I am not an expert. Uh, I just found this story. I found it interesting. I tried to look up the the facts the best I can. Mm -hmm. We may have gotten some stuff wrong, but if you guys have theories. This is a general. Yeah. This is our uh, unprofessional, casual. Absolutely. The average citizen going into a subject and trying to talk it out and figure it out with the information we have online and with each other. Um, Because it's still a mystery. No one, I don't think, has concrete evidence yet, no. which is always the fun part um, to kind of speculate yeah, and talk which about. means that the answer is still out there. But I hope you guys took something from this, maybe. I want to leave it, if we could, on a little paragraph about this side X, which is, I think, the best probability case, suppose, from what I'm reading here, of what actually happened. Okay. It says, though the newly announced discoveries don't solve this lingering historical mystery, um, they do point away from Roanoke Island itself where the researchers have failed to come up with evidence pointing to the lost colony's fate. Archaeologists on both teams are hoping that a detailed study of the new finds will, will yield more clues, and of course, the more evidence remains waiting to be discovered. So 
I, I think that's really interesting. This is a really good topic. Um, Thanks. I was I was literally just trying to look up uh, mysteries because I I find that's what draws me in is like yeah. things that like are lost to time a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the fact that in 2020 that we there's still no concrete evidence of where these people went. I mean, obviously it's very easy to, to lose, lose people, people <laughs> in a in a brand new world. Yeah. And uh, but I I thought it was pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, there's lots of videos you can look up on it if you're interested. I'm sure there's a lot more details and little. Uh, I, in fact, I know there is. I I watched a video right after doing some of this research that I can't recall all of it, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of detailed timeline yeah. stuff. So if you're interested in that, go look that up. There are YouTube videos explaining right. um, certain timelines of these settlers and when they arrived, when they didn't. To get the really nitty gritty. Yes. We try to give that as much as we can, of course, but of uh, course. we really want to encourage your own research and your own um, yeah, if interest you're to follow through. Right, yeah. We Look try to pose it. the questions, pose the thoughts, and maybe it'll spark something to where someone will figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though we're not, we probably won't be a part of it, but hey, <laughs> we'll just, I just we like won't. talking We're about just it. a part of talking about it. Um, um, and I do want to say the next week's podcast that if I'm going to be the one bringing in this uh, subject matter, okay. I'm, I'm really trying. It's hefty. It's really hefty. Okay. And so what I, I would like to do on the next one is I'm really going to try to be Detail oriented, timelined, and then we can talk off of it. Right. Um, because there's a lot in question, and it kind of goes into just a lot of different subjects. Can you give us a hint on what sure. it's about? So, um, I'll <laughs> so just say I know. The two, the two subjects that, that are, of course, connected is about the discovery of longitude, right? And, okay. uh, and how that related to maps and what certain maps say is in certain places. Oh. Um, more Man, specifically, that, that can a, get that can get interesting yeah, so, real but, quick. But it connects to the Pyramid of Giza because of the knowledge that supposedly is in the um, sacred geometry. That is the term used by um, John Hancock and just different people. I don't know if you know John Hancock. Look him up; he's incredible. <laughs> really? Yes. <Yeah, so> finger, <laughs> fring, fingerprints of the gods. He's written a few different books that are really, 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 really good. Um, but. Yeah, I'm, I, we'll get into that. Sure. A little bit of the sacred geometry and how that connects to the maps and what does that mean for possibilities. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear your breakdown. Yeah, on this. I, I'm uh, going to try to do it justice. That's why I need more time. I really want to do this justice. Yeah. And not just um, go uh, blindly into it. Blindly into it, yeah. Yeah. I would like to have a little bit more of a hey, this is that definitely what we know. This is what fair. we don't know. This is the facts. And is this too coincidental or is this, you know, okay. on purpose? Well, it's definitely something to look forward to for yeah. everybody listening. Yeah. Because um, that's, I'm already, I'm already hooked in. Like, I'm already like, okay. Because as soon as you start messing with, like, where things are really at, longitude lines, I'm sure things get real fuzzy from there. We'll get into when longitude was supposedly discovered and made, and like, you know, because it has to do with time. Okay. Um, that's how they discovered longitude. You have sure. to have a really good clock. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll get into that. That's why I want to. Okay. Make it detailed. Well, awesome. Okay, so in closing, I just want to say really appreciate everybody uh, who tuned in to listen to this at if all. You made it this far. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I appreciate it, and uh, I'm glad you stuck around for all this. And if you want, we implore you to do your own research on some of this stuff. I'm sure there's a couple things we got wrong. I'm sure. Talk to us. Um, yeah. Send us a, a me- personal message. We love hearing more 
um, details that we don't know about a certain subject. Right. And also, if there's something you want us to do the work for you, like if you have something that maybe we it's always heard interested about, you. Yeah, we would love to make a podcast about it um, and go into it. We'll do the research and we'll come up with our findings. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll react to it and see what you guys think. But this whole, like, again, just to, I just want to restate the purpose before we go, obviously, because yeah. I think We're it's not close to the end. <laughs> no, just the purpose of, like, the whole reason why we We're wanted to do something. this is, yeah, both, yeah. is ourselves learning something, like, um, and that's the reason why we probably don't always get it right and all the details and pronunciations and things sometimes, I'm yeah. sure. We'll get better. But that's, but that's the thing about it is... Um, is that we're growing as people and we're interested in things. And so we're trying to explore that. So yeah, this is a way to learn with other people and with a dialogue and we thought it'd be fun. Yeah. So, uh, catch you on next week's episode. All right. Let's do it.